0: Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of What I Learned in Catholic School. This is Megan. And this is Caroline. And if you didn't listen to the trailer, which you should, but let's (laughs) just do a little recap. Um, Caroline and I met in high school. We both went to a Catholic school, surprise, surprise, in the Bay Area. (laughs) And we became friends like sophomore, junior year, and now we are 23, almost 24, uh, living our post-grad lives. And we are thankfully (laughs) still friends. And um, I, well, I'll let Caroline tell you about the list, but I will say about Caroline that she, I wanted to start this podcast with her specifically because she is one of the most grounded intuitive like wise people that i know and (laughs) i know we're having guests on as well i want to get like a plethora of perspectives but caroline just always has something great to say about life and about living and so with that take it away about your list
1: (laughs) that is setting the expectations for my contributions very high um i don't think i will deliver but i will try to be thoughtful (laughs) Um yeah, so we were hoping to have like kind of regular conversations, um, loosely structured around a list that I developed in high school. It was a list of life lessons that um that I learned after a really challenging, really difficult year. I think calling it challenging and difficult maybe dignifies it more than I should because <laughs> I was like 15 years old, and I like was just an angsty teenager, and I just thought that my life was so hard, even though I like went to a private school in the Bay Area, and just like had a boyfriend who was annoying. That was that was the problem. <laughs> anyway, um, I I felt like I had learned some things that year, and so I wrote them down in my notes app in my phone
0: (laughs) always the best place to write things down and um
1: and we've continued to add to it to this day about kind of larger life lessons big takeaways we feel are important to remember um and there are a lot of them now megan's been better about adding it adding to it than i have there are about 80 on her list um at the time that i shared this list with megan um there were like 25 or something like that maybe just 20 um but anyway today we're gonna start off talking about the first two yes and i think it's important to note as
0: well if you're discovering us for the first time um we uh are not religious (laughs) 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 um i would say i'm agnostic i'm like I guess a little bit spiritual the more the older I get, but definitely not. I wasn't raised with any religion, um, and so totally. I don't know, Caroline. How would you define?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say I'm not agnostic. Yeah. You know, we celebrated Christmas and Easter growing up as kids, but it was not a religious thing. And yeah, same. I, for better or for worse, I do not believe in any god. I, I just don't. Um, <laughs> so the Catholic part plays a small role. Yeah, um, what we learned in Catholic context. yeah, <laughs> what we learned in Catholic
0: school is a lot of social lessons we're going to be talking about. Not much mm-hmm. about the man himself, the woman herself, whatever is going on out there. So yeah, our first two topics are um, <laughs> are not from the Bible; they're social. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Imagine listening to this and waiting for us to talk about totally. scripture. You guys are just so disappointed. <laughs> oh, I hope you keep listening if you found us on accident because you thought we were going to yeah, talk about I'm scripture. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We
1: really do have nice things to contribute to your life. I, th- I think. I think maybe not. But
0: we we don't we know. <laughs> this is our first episode.
1: <sighs> we'll see. You guys decide, I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay. First one. Take should it away. We talk about it and the oh yeah, also so. sorry last thing before we dive in mm-hmm. these have been written over like we said the past like eight years or so so they definitely develop in like um accuracy i guess or like you know like somewhere written specificity as or yeah, yeah. as uh, angsty yeah. teenagers so these early yeah. ones were the ones that were written in in high school and now i'm gonna shut up and let you uh introduce the first one <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much but please never shut up i always want to <laughs> say Thanks. um yeah so the first one is sometimes there isn't always a moral to the story things just are um Not that one said <laughs> this is this is interesting i um It's interesting to me because I think, um, in my heart of hearts, I do believe that this is true. There are kind of various levels where I, I buy into this or not. Um, on a very personal kind of micro level, I would be inclined to say, you know, like, you can always find a moral to the story. Like, whatever circumstance you're in, you can always find some sort of lesson that can be learned, um... Even if it's you know one of those stupid things where it's like well if there's not a moral to the story then that's the moral to the story like that that's <laughs> not really what I'm talking about <laughs> I mean like you know you can choose to you can choose to draw conclusions from anything and it's a matter of framing and it's a matter of attitude but I think on a more macro level um, I do agree with this I mean part of that is probably because I'm agnostic and I don't really feel like i can make any sort of assertions any sort of categorical statements about how people should be or how the world should be you know i have my opinion but it's like when it comes to it i kind of just think we're people walking around this earth who are gonna die and that's just how it is you know i i you know, I, I I do believe that sometimes there's just not a moral to the story. Things just are the way they are.
0: Do you remember but, you know. writing this one or what you think sparked this for the first time?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of what sparked these kind of lessons was um, coming out of a really challenging year in high school where I I felt like totally socially ostracized. I had been bullied pretty badly um, and, like, to be fair, <laughs> it was kind of my fault that I was bullied. Like, I totally made myself
0: a target. <laughs> like, I, I would bully me. I would 100% oh bully my God. me back then. <laughs> Your 14-year-old self does not feel held by you right now. She's sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't deserve it. There are, some parts, there are some parts of, like, my experience that year where I, I kind of, like, I have sympathy for myself because they're, like, in some really real ways, you know, I've always struggled with depression and anxiety and that's hard no matter what you know what I mean that just makes your life more difficult and so in some of the ways that I felt like oh I had such a hard year it was kind of valid but then in some of the ways where I was like oh, everyone's targeting me I just want to be in a relationship and make out with my boyfriend in the halls all day long and like why are people making fun of me you know what I mean some of it was like totally illegitimate and it's just like yes. shut up you don't know what you're talking about um anyway so that's that's where a lot of these stories kind of came from Mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of them will probably read as really insecure and really trying to rationalize my circumstances because that's what I was doing that's the headspace that, that I was in I was grasping for anything that made me feel um like not a piece of crap and like I'd had Legitimate problems, and I think maybe more that, um, like those were external things that had impacted me, and like you know, I did, I wasn't bringing it on myself, yeah. even though I think I probably did know on some level, which is why these things kind yeah. of read as rationalizing my behavior. Anyway, sorry to get back to the actual, um, the actual lessons. sometimes there isn't a, a moral to the story, things just are. I think that came from me trying to, um, me trying to understand why, you know, why I had been bullied this year and why people were so mean and people were so mean to me who I thought had been my friends and like how to make sense of it. Like, um, it was kind of like, I knew that these people weren't bad people. Yeah. Yeah. And so like what can you what can you grasp from that aside from saying you know like oh this person was mean to me because they're jealous or or, like this person was mean to me because they're a bad person neither of those things were true
0: yeah
1: and so this was how I was trying to (laughs) rationalize that bad things or at least things that made me feel bad were happening Mm -hmm. and I I just didn't I didn't know what to do I didn't know what I could gain from that I didn't have any sort of way to reason out of it
0: yeah i am i there's so many things that when you were just talking sparked ideas in my mind um i think it's interesting how you said like well okay first of all let's be real high school girls and guys, I don't want to just talk girls. High schoolers are, are just mean sometimes. And there really isn't, a, <laughs> like, a moral to that They're are really mean, mean yeah. Um, yeah. But also, like, really the idea mean. of, uh, like, what you tell yourself to rationalize things and to help yourself feel better. Um, and I think I agree with you on this lesson about, I think I'm a very, I, like, I lean more towards, like, everything happens for a reason at this point in my life. However, I think that's how I like to view my life. Because, like you said, you know, when it comes down to it, you can, in every situation, kind of, like, find a moral somewhere, right, if you want to. And I think I like to do that with my life just because it keeps me a more, like, optimistic, positive person. And so I'm always looking for the, like, you know, well, it was meant to happen sort of things. Sure, Um, sure. And so in that sense, I think i disagree but in the sense that like like i i have not lived everyone's lives and i am not all knowing (laughs) like (laughs) i don't want to go around (laughs) being like oh well it sucks that like you know it sucks that your best friend died but like everything happens for a reason like what do you think you've learned right like I will do that with my own horrible situations, but I'm not going to go around touting and being like, well, you know, at least everything happens for a reason because I get how obnoxious that is. And when it comes down to it, sometimes you just, like, feel shitty. And you...
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes that's even more useful than trying to, like, rationalize it or trying to be like, oh, well, this is the moral of the story. Is just, like, being like, this really fucking sucked. (laughs) Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. And just sit with it it sucked and sometimes there's not anything you can do about it you can't feel better about it you can't draw anything from it and Mm -hmm. you know what sometimes those are the the situations that make you a more resilient person
0: yeah absolutely because you have
1: the ability to say you know what this just sucked there's no silver lining there's no reason that i i understand that this happened mm -hmm. and i'm gonna keep going anyway i can just move on
0: that um that make you a more resilient person and also just make you a person because the point of life is not to be happy 24/7 like there everyone is going to feel sadness, anger, grief, whatever and like that's just that's just a part of it is and it's important totally. to feel those emotions I think. So, I mean, c- that's kind of like branching off of this lesson, but um yeah, I think it helps me personally to rationalize thing things that's what makes me feel better but if you're not that kind of person it's just going to frustrate you more and then like why do it if you're like grasping at straws to find a lesson in something
1: oh that's what i was gonna say sorry um is that totally our our motivation and our appetite to rationalize our circumstances, I think is very time relational. Like when you're in something, when you're in a situation, you're going through a breakup, Oof. you're getting bullied, yes. you're you're losing a best friend or something like that. Or maybe you didn't get a job you wanted. I, those are all social examples, but it could be any anything you're going through. At least for me, I... Agonize. I My mind is running in circles all day long, 24-7, trying to rationalize, oh, what is going on? You know, <laughs> am I out of line? Is my behavior actually okay? And is the other person or the other force the thing that's kind of not right? Right. Or messed up or whatever. And, you know, when you're in it, when you're thinking about this 24-7 and when you're agonizing over every little detail and, oh, did I do something wrong – you're so much more, like, inclined to, you know, it's just part of the process that you, you rationalize. Yeah. You come up with these sorts of ideas to make sense of your situation. And now, you know, I mean, time heals all wounds, right? You, I don't give a fuck about what I was going through when I was <laughs> sophomore in high school. I mean, I'm I'm grateful that I experienced that hardship because it was one of the many stepping stones into being a, a better person. But... I, you know, I don't feel any sort of anxiety about it anymore. I'm not that same person, and things have changed now. So it's like, um, yeah, I think it <laughs> it only helps to come up with these ideas about how to rationalize your situation when you're kind of in it, when you're in that space and you're feeling that anxiety. And then, like, once that time has passed, you don't really feel the same sort of need to make sense of everything.
0: And I feel like similar to that... Um, it's hard to God, there's a good way of saying this and I know that there's like a phrase for this or whatever, but it's hard to like look at your situation when you're in it because you never know what's around the corner like like butterfly effect sort of things. <laughs> Basically okay. like in my, when I talk about like everything happens for a reason, it's like cuz of the butterfly effect, like everything leads to where you are in this moment, right? It's, like, um, kind
1: of like hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, totally. once you can see where it led you, then you're, totally. like, grateful for the pain that you went through. But like, while you're in pain, ugh, you're not grateful for you're it. like,
0: this <laughs> sucks. I am. Um, yeah. When I went to, so I went to the University of Oregon my freshman year. And then I transferred um, to Chapman University. Sco Panthers. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, I went to Oregon my freshman year. And I didn't want to. It was, like, a whole series of events that led to that. Um, but I didn't want to go and it was it it came down to me going and I was so like I mean even then I wanted to make the most of it like I went through recruitment and I made friends and all that but like going into it I was like I'm transferring like I'm leaving this sucks I got to Oregon and my freshman I was like my freshman year mindset was just so angry I was like it rains every day and it's not pretty everyone thinks Oregon is pretty and it's not which was like of course my anger lens (laughs) I was like everything is gray and I don't have friends and like I don't want to be here anyways I was like so upset about it went through the whole year transferred to Chapman the next year and even a little bit once I was out of Chapman I still had that like residual or once I was at Chapman out of Oregon I had that like Mm -hmm. residual anger and like resentment and frustration stemming from like why did i have to go through that like i like chapman so much why couldn't i have gone here for four years whatever yeah. and like it got to the point where i was like trashing oregon so much and i'm sure you remember that like my friends from that yeah. time remember that i got in a fight with my friend from oregon who was from oregon because i was being a little bit oh wait
1: sorry we're not using names <laughs> oh we can
0: <laughs> use names Clary, sh- here's your future girl um <laughs> what is
1: that you're talking about
0: yeah and we're very yeah, public okay. about this but Clara and i got in a fight because she was like hey can you stop like shit talking my hometown maybe and i yeah. just still was not at a point where i could see it from her perspective i wasn't like that mature at that point in my life and we like didn't talk for a couple of months yeah. but i'm like how ridiculous is that now but um like in it i literally couldn't see the good from it and now looking back like i like Claire is one of my best friends we talk every single day there's so much i learned from oregon that we could go into like at another time but there's so much i learned from being in oregon as you might imagine one would learn in their freshman year of college um i love visiting oregon now and i have so many friends from there my roommate lived in oregon one of my other best friends is from oregon like all these things tie back. and I, But I could have never seen that freshman, sophomore year. Now that I'm four years out, I can say, like, oh, yeah, going to Oregon for a year, like, definitely changed my life for the better. But you have to give totally. it time sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to give it time. I mean, yes, I think it's hard to because there's... <laughs> there's some things that you'll experience and you'll know they're really difficult and you know like I (laughs) I get so excited when I'm like um going through something I get so excited for the day that I can think about it and go "Oh, I haven't thought about that in a while whatever (laughs) and just move on you know what I mean Yeah. because like when you're so in it you're agonizing about it (laughs) all day long (laughs) and it's like you, if when you're, when it's something is that frustrating to you or, or that, you know, burdensome or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's, it's on your mind all day long, it's not something that you just wake up and forget about. It's yeah. like, it takes a long time. Like yeah, there, you know, there are things like there are heartbreaks that I like, I still feel pain from. Oh
0: yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, th- it's, like, so hard because when you're going through those things, you have no idea when that day that you're over it will be. Yeah. Like, that's part of what's so hard. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, there – you know, you can you can guess based on, <laughs> like, how much something is really impacting you and how serious of – you know, how serious of a situation it is. But I don't know. I mean, there are, like <laughs> – like, um, people always say – that they've, like, had breakups, you know, breakups from people that they were never officially dating that hurt more than actual breakups just because, like, you never know how something is going to impact you. You know, things stick with you sometimes for so much longer than you ever expected. And then sometimes, you know, you kind of realize you don't really – care about something when you're out of sight out of mind there's a lot of situations that are like that
0: also sidebar on that specific example what i've learned recently it might even be somewhere on this list i don't even know but those you know non-relationship breakups i feel like hurt more sometimes and like how do we measure that right but like hurt more sometimes in our minds because it didn't happen and you've like created this fantasy in your head of what it would have been and who they are totally. when in reality like you didn't get to experience all the bad sides or the bad the downsides of like the relationship and the the fallout it was just kind of like you okay,
1: only know the good the good <laughs> things about that person and then yeah. you autofill with other like amazing incredible traits for all the yes. stuff that you don't know <laughs> so yeah. you just convince yourself that this is like god walking on the earth and <laughs> yeah it's like they're just a person it's just a boy it's yeah, just a boy. Literally. Like
0: it'll be okay. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Honestly, I am. Um, I, I, I've just had that so many times, and it's not until friends are like, that guy or that girl. Like, yeah. oh my god! Like you're you've got like. Remember yeah. when they did this stupid thing? And I'm like, oh my god! Thank you, like bringing me back down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but totally. all that being said, like even if you can find a moral to the story, <laughs> a few years, decades, whatever down the line doesn't mean there's always going to be one and it doesn't mean there's always going to be one accessible to you in the moment
1: absolutely i think that's a much better conclusion because <laughs> this was written at a time when i was still very much in the situation you know yeah, what i mean yeah so i was thinking you know there isn't a moral to the story and now looking back i can feel like okay no there definitely was a moral to the story which is like don't act like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. seriously like don't I don't know? Like I was so annoying. Like when I think about my behavior back in the day, I I like want to I yeah. like get nauseous. Like I want to cringe. You know what I mean? It's just like right. so. And also gross. to be gentle
0: to yourself from a perspective of like I was not I'm not you, but I like was there during that situation. It's like we're all stupid in relationships when we're fifteen and like gross and cringy yeah. and like we think that this is the world and it's so not. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You, I mean, it's so hard to have any sort of perspective at that age.
0: Yeah, seriously. Um,
1: yeah. But, um... Yeah.
0: There's our first one.
1: <laughs> there it is. There's our life story. Do you have
0: anything else to say there?
1: Um, I don't really think so, um, except maybe just to add that I think, like, this is a lesson, even though I do still agree with it. On, like in some way um i think whether or not i would kind of like say this to someone in my life who's going through something okay well here i would not say this to someone in my life who was going through something <laughs> but i'll say that right like if you have a friend that you're trying to console or whatever i would not say this because like- i don't think it's I don't think it's kind. I don't think you should say that, you know, there's not a moral to the story. Things just are. You know, I think what's what the kind option is is just to sit with them yeah. in their pain and in their hardship, and then <laughs> when they come out of it <laughs> in a year, maybe you can say, you know, aren't you glad that this thing happened because now you're ex or now you're here or this other thing ha- fell into your life and you're so grateful, you know? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. This was something that I was saying to myself to try and snap out of it, pretty Some- much. And sometimes
0: you need to like when you're really wallowing and things sometimes you need to hear this i i think you're right not from a friend i wouldn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. say to a friend and you know um but it's something you need to tell yourself sometimes or tell yourself like okay i'm not gonna get anything out of this right now just so you can move on because like i mean yeah. that kind of leads into yeah. the next one actually but like sometimes yeah you it, do, does. You're right, it does it does i mean snap. a
1: yeah, you do. A lot of these lessons are very well related because they're coming out of the same context, right? They're coming out of the same set of emotions that resulted from a con- the same context. Um,
0: uh, yeah. Should well, we can Should we move on yeah. to the next one? The next one that kind of relates um, to what we were just talking about is... Don't feel guilty for feeling sorry for yourself. It's normal, but nowhere to draw the line.
1: I... I wholeheartedly agree, but I think this is a matter of language.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think I wrote this one. Um if I remember correctly. And this is again, this is something that I was saying to myself, right? This is something that I was like trying to find some solace in and I was saying, "You know what, Caroline? It's okay. You know, you don't you don't need to feel guilty for feeling sorry for yourself. That's totally normal." But at the same time, you need to know where to draw the line. Um, my... don't, again,
0: don't say it to a friend.
1: <laughs> Maybe say it to a very close friend if it's been, like, a long time. Then right. They need to move on. Yeah, don't say it to a friend. You know, I mean, whatever. You can say whatever you want to a friend. They're your friend. But, like, I personally would not, you know, yeah. I. Yeah, I personally would not, especially if it's the kind of thing where it's, like, just for example like a friend is going through a breakup Mm -hmm. and you know it's been like a few weeks or whatever and they're like oh my god I'm just so weighed down by this thing like I can't get it off my mind it's just like this pain is with me like every second and it's just like you know what like don't you can't feel guilty for that like you you just need to honor that you can't there's nothing you can do you can't just brute force it out (laughs)
0: right I feel (laughs) Um, like um you kind of joked it to like maybe say it to a friend if it's been a really long time or whatever I think sometimes you do need to hear it from friends however specifically with breakups I mean with breakups but also like death like anything that you're grieving yeah it takes so much longer to process than outside parties think it does understand and they you understand yes
1: and like there are things I mean like a lot of the time I mean, especially with something like death, I am fortunate to have never experienced that firsthand. But like, you know, most breakups you do eventually get over, especially if if you're young. But with death, it's like you're you'll never you never fully recover from that. I imagine you know you never go back to being the same person. You always carry that weight with you to some extent. Right. But you just can't let it
0: end your life. Right. Like you still have to get out of bed in the morning and yeah and live your life because there's a whole world out there waiting for you um and i say that kind of like with a joking tinge because it sounds cheesy but it's true (laughs) um but i think that's what this lesson comes down to is like you can feel all your feelings as long as you want to feel them but you can't let them like keep you from living keep you in bed keep you inside whatever yeah um yeah and I think on the flip side an important thing to remember too, now that we're talking about it, is like to check on in on your friends who went through a breakup like maybe three or six months ago. I mean, some people are gonna be totally fine at that point, but something that I tried to remember in my last breakup, because with the first breakup I went through, like sophomore year of college, I literally within a week I was like, Okay, I'm good Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really get it. Um but yeah. With this last breakup, it took me, like, a full year. Like, what they say, you know, you have to live a full year, like, all those events by yourself again to be okay. Um, And that was true for me. Um, But people either kind of forget about it after you've stopped, like, actively crying about it all the time, or they don't want to bring it up because they don't want to, like, trigger something, right? Yeah, Um, totally.
1: And also, I mean, with some of my friends or maybe I should say like some of my friends who I don't really keep in touch with that well anymore like from college I think there would be judgment in in there too because um in a lot of the like kind of uh I don't know I guess this is like a culture that I was in in college it was very girl bossy and it was very like ah, like you're hot shit like you don't give a fuck about that guy like can we swear on here
0: yeah it's our podcast okay (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, I don't know why I asked, like, I'm on an ABC interview or something like that.
0: Um, <laughs> You're like, wait, Jimmy, can we swear? I'm oh like, oh, sorry. He's like, we'll bleep it. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, tr- I try to cool out on the F-bombs because I'm living in my partner's house and they're, they're very wholesome people. But, um, <clears throat> what was I saying? Um, you know, I think a lot of people, like, women shame especially when you're young and you don't completely know how to navigate your female friendships and breakups and relating to them in all of the various combinations that you can relate to them in they feel like um they feel entitled to tell you how you should handle things you know and like like i don't know i mean like, I just, I, f- I feel as though there would be a lot of women who would just be like, okay, just get over it. It's been right. six months. Like, come on, like, you're too good for him. Like, just snap out of it. And it's like, there would be judgment in there because they would be like, oh, like, she's such a great girl. Like, she needs to stop wasting her time. Yeah. And it's like, wrapped up in that. It's like, you know, there, may, there probably is a seed of them wanting something, just wanting what's good for you and wanting for you to be okay. But there's also a little bit of... You know, if I were in her situation, I would be way stronger than her and I would be like totally fine.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, which is not fair. And I think it's not fair. I've been on both ends of that. The end of like being a little judged, but also the end of being like, oh my God, how is she still talking about this? And absolutely.
1: I've been judged and been
0: the judgmental (laughs) person. (laughs) And that's specifically why I, um, this with this last breakup, which was in 2019 now, God, it's 2021, um, is trying (laughs) to remember how long it took me to fully get over it and, like, all the different levels of moving on and all of that because going forward, I don't want to be that person who judges because, like... Uh, (laughs) like, what's the point, really, right? Like, I mean, that's how I feel about so much of the stuff that people judge other people for, right? Like, any
1: of the... Right, like, it's not your life. And you would want... Just back off.
0: You would want... I use this in a lot of situations, but you would want to be granted grace if you were in their shoes. And I remember feeling, like, ashamed sometimes of bringing up with friends, like, oh, I'm still thinking of this person, or, like, I'm still sad about this, or whatever, when thankfully now I have good friendships and I don't think they would judge me um but like it's just it gets kind of ingrained where it's like oh like I should be over this at this point
1: yeah and it's like that's just not useful because it doesn't like adding a layer of expectation to it doesn't help anything now you just feel guilty about feeling the way you feel like it doesn't make you stop feeling
0: that way so okay the the lesson don't feel guilty for feeling sorry for yourself it's normal (laughs) but nowhere to draw the line no I like this I mean I think this is like obviously there's going to be a lot of thoughts I don't want to restrict ourselves to just talking about like that those two sentences so this is good Um, but I think so we did go off a little bit but I think that's all very relevant like grief and any emotion is really subjective
1: yeah totally um i my one kind of qualm about or with this thing is just the the wording like feeling sorry for yourself because saying you know that person is feeling sorry for themselves indicates that they don't really have a reason to feel bad that's how right like Mm -hmm. you know if if you say that someone is feeling sorry for themselves you're kind of indicating that like they should get over it or like they're being a wimp
0: you would never say that about someone who's like who you think is legitimately grieving no
1: (laughs) no like no if your friend goes through a breakup or if you if if your friend or family loses someone who's close to them you would never say while they're grieving oh they're feeling sorry for themselves because it totally delegitimizes what they're feeling
0: yeah that would be super (laughs) like
1: they're sad yeah Yeah, and so, I guess that's kind of, like, an interesting, um, that's kind of an interesting nuance within the lesson, is to say that, um, you know, uh, you can feel however, like, you can feel however bad you want to feel, but, A... It's related to the situation itself, which is difficult because that's subjective, right? We all process things differently. And B, you can't let that thing stop you from still moving on with your life. You can't let, you know, I mean, at the very least, even if your heart's not in waking up every day and going to work or going to school or whatever the situation is, you you have to go through the motions. You can't just be paralyzed by it. I mean, you simply cannot. You can take some time, but, like, after a while, you have to get back in the saddle. There is just nothing else you can do. Otherwise, you spiral.
0: Yeah, and I think that's um, a really great way of putting this, in the, the lesson in a, you know, more 23-year-old versus 15-year-old way. It's just, like, <laughs> there is a – there's the reality of the situation is that, is that you are going to have to – keep going i uh, this is such a this is not a personal story but it gets me every time um there's this singer that i follow whose mom passed away and, and i guess she had had cancer for a while and he asked her like while she was in the hospital in her last days how am i supposed to live without you and she was like you just do and i, I know that's so like straightforward and kind of vague and simple whatever else but like you you just have to
1: I mean it it sucks because it's not really that helpful
0: you not know, at if all if there was someone
1: listening <laughs> listening now who's going through who's processing some grief or going through some big hardship and they just feel like totally immobilized yeah. totally like Shitty. debilitated by yep. it like they can't even shower let alone get out of bed and go to school or go to work or You know, sometimes things that are a little bit more nebulous are even worse. Like, for me, it would be, like, working on homework that's due in a week, a big project that's due in a week. Those things are almost harder to face than just, you know, going through the motions. But it's just like... You... I mean, you literally just have to go through the motions. There's no alternative. There is no alternative. I mean, you... yeah...
0: This reminds me of uh, I was talking to someone about self-care and when you hear self-care you think like bath bombs and face masks and I'm gonna (laughs) treat myself and get Postmates for the 10th time this week and like whatever else and of course that's fun and treat yourself you know you gotta Um, but real self-care is taking care of yourself and sometimes those aren't the fun things sometimes that's just brushing your teeth and cooking food for yourself and not spending your money on postmates because you have to buy groceries tomorrow you know like doing things that i mean are gonna help yourself long term
1: absolutely this is something i've been thinking about a lot lately because um i've like finally gotten it's kind of funny now just for the past week I've been bad about it but like I've finally (laughs) gotten into a good routine of going on runs Mm -hmm. and um I found you know if I go every other day that I could actually motivate myself to do it rather than like setting the expectation of going every day I just like don't do it and then I'm like ah well I haven't done it so I just just shouldn't go and I just don't ever do it you know what I mean (laughs) it's like not it's not like I end up going two or three times a week I just Mm -hmm. don't ever do it anyway so I finally you know when we went remote for the Um, pandemic, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be really inactive. I should probably figure out something to do to be more active. And I've been able to stick with it. Um, And it's kind of paradoxical because going on runs is like the only thing that has helped my mental health long-term. Like it's worked better than antidepressants. It's worked better than anything I've tried to help um, manage my depression. And Uh, It's like, it's hard because, you know, sometimes when you are feeling, when you're feeling down and when you feel like you might have like kind of a depressive mood coming on, all you want to do is like stay in bed and stare at your phone and like, whatever, have friends on in the background, just not do anything. And it's like totally paradoxical because what you need to do to feel better requires energy that you don't have. So like self-care for me is making sure that I go on those runs mm-hmm. every other day, you know? Like if I'm bad about it, my depression will come back. And yeah. then it's like a um, you know, it kind of snowballs because then I don't want to go on my runs, but so it's it's the it's the things you don't want to do. Exactly. It's like I feel like people are like, "Oh, it's a face mask or whatever." It's things that are indulgent that are self-care but like more often than not it's the things that you probably don't really want to do that are good for you you know it's taking your vitamins it's taking care of yourself so that you won't you know like self-care is not just the things that make you feel good in that moment that's part of it but it's things that are going to make you feel good tomorrow in a week from now in a month from now
0: yeah you know when you like oh gosh i can't think of an example now but like when you put, you, you put your suitcase in the car the night before you leave so you don't have to do it at <laughs> four in the morning and you get into your car and you're like, ah, past me. I love you. Like, yes. I didn't have to deal with it. It's that. Um, yeah, but also absolutely. like part of this lesson is like the reality of, yes, you have to get up. You just have to keep going. But also the reality of like, you're going to feel your emotions as long as you're going to feel your emotions. Time heals all wounds. Um, and don't don't ever feel guilty for feeling what you're feeling whether you're putting that guilt on yourself or someone else is because they don't understand or have never been in your position or whatever um totally the other you know the other reality of the situation is um you have feelings and you're gonna feel them so (laughs)
1: Yeah, and trying to suppress them isn't doing anyone any favors. They just come out sideways.
0: Yeah, find people that you can talk about them with. Be a person that your friends can talk about emotions with as well. Yeah. The hard emotions.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a message I needed when I was going into college.
0: That's something that... um, The message about, like, surrounding yourself with people who... You can talk about those Who
1: things. who who you can be vulnerable with, and yeah. who you can have real conversations with. And
0: I definitely think that's like will, a big, yeah. like a big five lesson for twenties. You know, like that's something I'm still learning. That's something that I learned in college. That's something that m- yeah. most people need to hear. I think.
1: Yeah, because I think a lot for a lot of people. I mean, you know, to be fair, that's our opinion. You know, like there are plenty of people <laughs> who <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean. Like there are plenty of people who would be fine just like having a friendship with someone that's just like totally based on going out and just yeah. like making jokes and everything like that totally. that's not fulfilling to me
0: and also it's that's just like not. um but that's something that i talked about in college it's like i have my party friends like i have my friends that i'm gonna see when i go out and we don't really talk about anything past whatever's happening at the party um yeah. i also don't really like i don't think i see those people anymore and that's fine they were my party friends <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna go to them when i'm sad And also, of course, all of this too, like we're talking mainly about breakups and death and things like that. And there's a million other things that you can grieve about. And so I hope that if you're listening to this, you can take it to your own situation. Those are just the two things that I would say I've personally been through and can speak on. Um, But that's also why we're going to have some other people on because there are so many things that we go through in life as people.
1: Yeah. And that we haven't experienced totally.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Oh boy! Wow.
0: How you feeling?
1: I feel good. I feel like it's a little. Um, I don't know. I, I I got more kind of like um, <laughs> flustered or emotional thinking back about high school than I really expected.
0: Hmm. I um, do you think in a good way? Like it will help you not i don't know feel flustered in the future or do you think like it's a bad flustering?
1: i mean okay to be fair i feel flustered every day all day long because i just like have anxiety um i just like have stage fright 24/7 that's yeah. just like the way that i am which is really <laughs> unfortunate but um yeah i don't know i mean i think what it is i have a lot of like um embarrassment for just so much stuff I've done. Mm -hmm. And part of that is, I know, kind of unreasonable just because I am anxious. And, you know, having anxiety makes you second-guess everything you've ever said Mm -hmm. Um, and wonder, you know, are people talking about me? Was that thing I said stupid? And so I don't – like, that's one of the things that's hard about anxiety is that not only does it bring that inclination to – to question everything, but also you don't know what to what extent that it's just your anxiety or it's reality. Yeah. So like, I and I think now having had a like as much kind of space from high school as I have, like it was a long time ago. Yeah. I think that anxiety <laughs> is not just my actual anxiety, and I think it's like real, legitimate reasons to feel cringy because like I was just so. I was we so we all were. That that
0: I know. Yeah, we I all think were. about this a lot actually in the sense of um I guess not high school as much, although I do obviously feel the same way in some senses. But I follow a lot of people on Instagram who I went to middle and elementary school with and I'm mm-hmm. I, I it doesn't matter, who cares? But I'm always like I wonder, you know, when I pop up on their feed whatever, like what oh, like, oh, that's Megan who uh blank like what do they think of me you know like do they remember the weird things that I remember from middle school and elementary school do they remember them but like they know that's not me now obviously like, (laughs) I always have uh, I give myself some disassociation with that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I yeah, I can't I can't even think about that stuff because it just makes me so anxious. I can't think about what other people think about me from my past. I mean I you have to you I mean, you just have to move on. Yep <laughs> you, you can't you can't
0: Don't feel guilty I mean, for I say feeling this, it even
1: though <laughs> Right, that's the thing is like I, I still do feel that kind of shame and anxiety but at the same time, it's like there's a point where you just like can't care anymore because mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you can't please everyone. There are always going to be people who think that I'm dumb and there are going to be a, there are plenty of people who haven't spoken to me since high school and probably still have the same impression of me that I, mm-hmm. you know, that as the person that I was back then. And but like, like are
0: you ever going to deal I, with them again, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's like it doesn't matter. And it, it's like I know that I am different and like I know that I would not do any of that stuff now, so that's fine. You know what I mean? Like that's all I need. Mm-hmm. I can just move on and and mind my own business. And-
0: I am. Um, I think that every time I have to, um, you know, I, I'll be like, "Oh, but whatever, who cares?" It takes me a full like freak out, and then a, and then a reminding myself that I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, totally. but why does it matter? It doesn't come, at this point in my life, it does not come quite yet as easily as I wish it did, of, like, absolutely, shrugging it off. Yeah.
1: I am so envious of people who can shrug stuff off. We know some people like that. Oh, yeah. One of them just got a puppy, and who can just shrug stuff off and who is so, you know what I mean? They j- I don't think that they have an anxious phone in their body. And I yeah. wish I could be like that. I simply cannot relate. I mean, everything, every, every single one of my experiences is tainted by anxiety for better or for worse. Oh, it's definitely for worse. But
0: uh <laughs> you, n- you but never a, know what the moral of the story is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think one God, thing that's yeah. helped it is... I mean, it comes and goes, you know what I mean? Sometimes it just feels like you don't have blood in your veins, you just have anxiety or adrenaline or whatever. Mm. Some days you'll just wake up and bite all your nails off and just feel so anxious. And then some days you don't feel it so much. Yeah. But what's helped me kind of, like, just consistently helped me, independent of those kind of, you know, hormonal or whatever brain chemistry things are going on, Mm -hmm. is just to... take my experiences at face value and just, like, essentially work on not having any patience or any space in my brain for things that don't bring me joy. Yeah. And, like, there's, you know, you can't do that all the time. Like, I have a job, and obviously my job does not bring me joy 24-7, like, or whatever, 40 hours a week. But, (laughs) like, that's part of what's helped is that knowing like there are so many things that you can't control in your life Mm -hmm. that are gonna suck Mm -hmm. so like the things that are your own so your thoughts and like the people that you surround yourself with and your hobbies and stuff like that those things need to be as positive as possible
0: yeah no I (laughs) can so you can't
1: agonize you know what I mean you can't agonize over some shit you said in the 10th grade because you don't have time for that okay (laughs) We don't got time
0: for it. Move on.
1: (laughs) If it's not going to bring you joy, just stop thinking about it. Seriously.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like you just
1: have to pull the plug.
0: Um, I completely agree with that, and I think that's how I approach a lot of things now. Like, especially the past year in my life, I'm like, and I actually that specific mindset I've gotten a little bit better at, specifically because I literally am so busy that people will be like, "Oh, how are you feeling about that thing?" and um. I mean, I still take time to process my emotions, but if it's something stupid, like, you know, like some person I was talking to or whatever, and they'll, they'll ask like, oh, how are you feeling about that? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't had the time to think about it. haven't replied to them. I know exactly
1: "Mm." what you're talking about. (laughs) I feel that way. Like whenever people ask me like, oh, how was your week? And I'm like, I can't remember. I don't know. Like, I literally could not tell you where, was I there? I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I 100% feel that way, especially when it's one of those things where you're, like, rushing. You're you're not looking three steps ahead of you. You can only look one step ahead of you. Yeah. Time.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, I feel like – I think I've said my piece on those two. Do you have anything else you want to say?
1: No, I don't think I do. Um, anything no, you- I, I feel a lot of nostalgia for the kind of people that – the people in the circumstance that we're we're thinking about right now (laughs) not nostalgia in a good way of like oh i want to go back to 10th and 11th grade but just like so much gratitude that i lived through that and that i don't have
0: to ever do that shit again (laughs) i oh my gosh the (laughs) first thing i thought about when you just said that i don't know why but I, i remember seeing kids on college campuses moving in like my senior year moving into the dorms and being like thank god like yes because of course that's a very fun time in your life if you're a senior in high school right now go have fun but the process of moving in and that first week of being like who's going to be my friend is so nothing i want to do again totally
1: <laughs> could not agree more and it's just so yeah it's one of those things i feel like when you're younger and you're at that age you're just kind of constantly in that stage where you're in it how we were talking about how like yeah. You know, you're, you're just in your emotions more. You're, like, kind of a... Uh, you're just being dragged along by your emotions. Whereas, yeah. like, hopefully now, once you have a little bit more life experience and a little bit more... You're a little bit more mature, mm-hmm. you can kind of, like, recognize those emotions and, yeah. you know, give them space, but you don't have to be dragged along by your hair with them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. and realizing <laughs> that it's not, like, the world is bigger than this issue or whatever.
1: Totally, totally. And, like, it gives me so much... um comfort to know that like there were points when i like lost so much sleep over things where mm-hmm. like i you know i just like agonized over whatever it was for years yeah and that i'm not like that anymore um you know and so it's like these things eventually you'll get over them you will yeah yeah it might take a long time but you'll move on
0: also my friends are going to roast me for bringing this up but it has this is relevant um, have you heard Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo? Yes. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is not. exactly how I f- think about that song is what you just said. is I think the reason why it's so popular is because even if either you're her age and you're like, yes, I feel this. Or you're yeah. older and you're like, Ugh, I remember being 17 and yes. thinking this was the biggest deal in the world. Thank God I don't feel like that anymore.
1: <laughs> A thousand percent. A thousand um. percent.
0: Oh, oh, to be 17.
1: Ugh, I'm so glad I don't have to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, thanks for chatting with me. Uh, Thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for listening to all those listening. Um, We're going to be back in like <laughs> two more weeks. We're going to do this like twice a month. Yeah. And if you like it, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, tell your friends. We're keeping this kind of low key. I don't think we're like you know uh like making social medias and throwing it everywhere so if you like it like tell your friends show them that'd be great yeah
1: absolutely (laughs) listen and enjoy i hope we are saying some stuff that's resonating with you
0: yes and have a good week thanks for listening love you Bye. bye